Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill. Steve Pierce, our chairman of the Republican Party, is on assignment this week, working on turning New Mexico red in the next election. We will talk to him over the phone in our third segment, but right now we're going to talk with Representative Bill Ream from the 31st District of New Mexico, which would be the Northeast Heights area of Albuquerque. He has some bills in the legislature that we're going to talk about. He has a former police officer, so he has some real ideas on what we can do to solve this crime problem in New Mexico. Representative, welcome to Inside New Mexico. Well, thank you. What I want to do is talk about some of the crime legislation I've introduced. It is directed to criminal activity with firearms, not lawful gun ownership. The first one I want to speak about is firearm enhancement. That is using a firearm in the commission of a crime. Currently, the law says that if you do that, you can receive an additional one year added to your prison sentence. We're going to increase that first offense from one year to three years and the second offense from three years to five years. The problem is, and as a former police officer, I'm sure you felt this way too, you go out and risk your life to arrest these people, and then they're out the next few days. So I understand you have some legislation about that as well, the bail issue. and Tell us about that. Okay, let's talk about the bail issue. Uh, so when the bail amendment was passed, I stood on the floor and I said, while this is better than what we currently have, meaning the Brown decision that put it into all the problems, It doesn't go far enough, and we will be back to fix it. So for the last three years, I have introduced legislation where the legislature would determine what is dangerousness, and then the court would have to hold people based on their criminal charge, based on their past criminal history, or based on their past history of not appearing in court. Those would have been factors they would consider. Right now, that legislation is sitting in the Rules Committee. I don't have a message. I've got to have a message from the governor to move that bill forward. I would think that our friends on the other side of the aisle would see this problem and want to do something. We cannot continue the way we're going, right? People are leaving the state. So if you would, please explain the bail issue to our listeners. What did they do wrong? What do we need to fix? So uh, what the problem is, is that in that constitutional amendment, and then what occurs is the Supreme Court makes rules, and the rules are so narrow right now that the only thing it's looking at is the dangerousness of the person. So the judge has to determine, are there no conditions of release that would make the community safe and therefore we should detain this person, meaning no bond. And if they don't determine that, then they're released, which is the problem, because we're rearresting the same individuals, and to me, that dangerous needs to be widened a little further. So right now I have a couple Democrats who have contacted me. That's uh, Senator Jacob Candelaria here from South Valley of Albuquerque. And uh, from the North Valley, Representative Day Hotchman V. Hill. And the three of us have forced the Supreme Court to open up the rulemaking process again. And the three of us are now members of that working group. And so we're hoping that we can change the rules that way. If not, then 
we're going to push to legislatively change it. So an example of, of what you're talking about might be that guy that cut up the girl into 12 pieces and then was let out because they didn't think he was a danger to society? Yes, that's correct. Let's talk about this red flag bill. We own guns, and uh, I've never killed a living thing. And yet somebody could say, well, that guy on the radio, you know, he, he might be dangerous. And so they could come and just on that take away my guns, right? Yeah, you know, part of the problem is what gets introduced and what we'll see later on down the road is always different. And if legislation is amended, what I want to use is one of the most absurd abuses of a red flag bill that I just saw. And it comes out of Colorado. Their bill just went into effect or their law in January. And so the mom of a man that had been killed by the police in a police shootout filed a red flag against the officer. So, oh, man. You know, I think the problem is is that law enforcement has some tools currently that we can go in. I mean, if you want to make a threat against me, law enforcement can come and, and ask you what's going on and investigate. So some of this is already there. I don't think we need to reinvent it. It sounds good, but the process that's set up in it is backwards, meaning that I'm going to come take your guns, and then you contrary to our Constitution, will have to prove that you're not a threat. And that's not the way our Constitution is set up. You're innocent until proven guilty. Would this bill, as you described it now, and as you say, it could be amended, but as it is now, wouldn't it be challenged in the Supreme Court eventually, in the state and then possibly federally, because it is against the Second Amendment? Absolutely. And in fact, and you're going to be shocked, even the ACLU in California came out against the uh, proposed red flag in California. (laughs) The times, they are changing, aren't they? (laughs) I have a couple other uh, gun bills I want to talk about. Sure. That uh, I have messages on these, meaning that they're moving forward. They have bipartisan support. The next one is felon in possession of a firearm. We know that criminals don't go to gun shops. They don't go to gun shows. They don't get their guns there. They buy or steal stolen guns, period. That's where they get them. And so this says if you're a convicted felon and you have a firearm in your possession right now, it's 18 months in prison, we're going to up it to three years. And then I have another bill that's moving forward, and basically what it says is is if you bring a gun to a drug deal, you're going to get three years in prison just for that. They can't make a deal on that? The judge, they can't plea it out or anything? You, you will go away for three years? That's it? The judge can sentence them to the three years, or he can suspend the sentence. So that's always an option. Well, is there a solution for that scenario? Well... It gets difficult. Many of the legislators don't want to tell the judges what they have to do, make a minimum mandatory sentence. They're opposed to that. But it looks like we're going to get some increased penalties through this time, which I think will hold the judge's feet to the fire to do something with these violent criminals. If you just tuned in inside New Mexico, I'm talking with Representative Bill Ream. Is there something our listeners can do to support the legislation that you're trying to get through. They're saying, yeah, finally, somebody's doing something. What can I do to help? Everyone should figure out who their senator and who their representative is. And by that, I mean the one that actually represents you. And then email them or call them 
But when you email or you call them, give them your home address so they know you're a true constituent. Because we're interested in hearing from who are our real constituents, not somebody in some other city that says, hey, I'm a constituent and I want to call you. In other words, uh, the people that might vote for you. Exactly. You're going to get the attention of the legislator if you vote in that district. Yeah, that would do it. All right. Well, Representative Ream, I appreciate you calling in and talking with us. Thank you. Again, that's Representative Bill Ream from District 31. I'll be back with a couple of Republican ladies working at the grassroots level to turn New Mexico red. Coming up on Inside New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil slash employers to learn more. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. We've got our chairman of the Republican Party, Steve Pierce, on the phone this week because he's on assignment. He'll be back in the studio next week. But, uh, Steve, we have a couple of interesting guests in this segment. Tell us about Dinah and Stella. I was running for governor, of course, uh, 2018, and these two young Hispanic females began to show up. Uh, they were full of energy, but more than that, they were full of love for the country. Didn't know much about them, but they had good sound ideas, and they told me up front they were South Valley girls and they were supporting me for governor that they were registered Democrats and they were going to support me and if I wanted to help so they became uh, my go-to people when it came to messaging for Hispanics or South Valley or whoever had just a really good wit about them then I found out that they had at one point not only been Democrats but they had led the protest against President Trump when he came, uh, you remember that first visit into the Albuquerque right. Convention Center? And and you can go back and see it now. Dinah is fully on there for two or three minutes on the evening news protesting the president. Then she says, I found out who the president really was as I watched. And she became an avid Trump supporter because he was making promises, which politicians rarely do, but then he was keeping those promises. So I want you to listen as Dinah and Stella pitch the issues back and forth. They're fun to listen to. They're energetic. Uh, they are now registered Republicans and fighting wholeheartedly for President Trump. But uh, listen to them as their segment of the show plays. And uh, tell me what you think. Uh, text us and let us know what you think about Dinah and Stella. I have a couple of guests in the studio with me today from our friends over at KIVA, Dinah and Stella from the No One Safe Show. Welcome to the program. Hi, Derek. How are you? I am doing well, and I appreciate you coming in. And tell us about your program and what you do. Yes, so Eddie Aragon from the Eddie Aragon Show offered us a half hour on Saturdays. It's called the Dinah and Stella Show. No one is safe, meaning no one is safe in New Mexico. We all got to fall in. We all got to claim our voice and claim our vote and uh, flip New Mexico red. That's our goal. Okay, so... You started kind of a grassroots movement in New Mexico to turn it red. So tell us about your background, how you did that. You really weren't very political until you started 
saying some things that made you change your mind. Tell us about that. Well, we really were not really political. I mean, my family was Democrats all their life. The grandparents were the parents, probably the great-grandparents. And they were the Kennedy kind of Democrats. So I, like, looked the other way and said, yeah, that's fine. When we got involved in politics, actually, was during the art project. Because during the art project, it seemed that they weren't listening to the people. We knew this was going to just demolish Central Avenue. It was the only living piece of history of Route 66 that had a, a history of living movement. We were, People were there. We enjoyed it. We had road shows. I mean, we used our Route 66 more than any other state. When it went on without us, we were upset, of course, and uh, I sued the FTA in Washington, the city council, and the mayor, Mayor Barry, to try to stop it to no avail. And our, our attorney said, y'all should run for city council, man. They're the ones that are doing this to you. And I said, nah, there's nine of them. And, you know, I'd be outvoted all the time. I wouldn't do that. And somebody said, well, you should run for mayor. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. And I thought at first, yeah, it was a big old joke. But then we started getting seed money and encouragement. We got an office volunteered to us. And so we started getting involved in politics. So yeah, that's where it went from there. And then after, we, of course, I didn't win. Tim Keller won. Right. Running for mayor of the city of Albuquerque as Democrats, blue dog Democrats, uh, just somebody from the neighborhood wanting to improve the area, improve small business, which is a backbone of, of all cities in America. What we found was a roadblock at every end with the Democratic Party of the great state of New Mexico, particularly under Deb Holland, who was a chairwoman at the time. Stella and I would call routinely because, uh, you know, we had no idea how to run for office. Uh, we didn't have a professional campaign manager. I served as her campaign manager. We did the best that we could with what we had. And at every step, they kicked us off the ballot. They said our names weren't good. They disqualified even Stella Padilla's own name, own signature said that she wasn't a registered voter. And so then we had to spend a whole bunch of money getting people to vet these um, names uh, to no avail. Uh, even a district judge said like this, I am sorry, Ms. Padilla. I wish that I could rule in your favor, but the city charter does not allow for recourse. And so uh, I said, well, I wish they would have told us this in the beginning because now we had just spent some of our own money, sure. uh, which which we didn't have a lot of because we were running for mayor and we were doing the best that we could with what we had. So uh, early on, we saw what the Democratic Party was made of. They really don't want average people running for any sort of election. What they want is the same old politician because they like keeping business as usual because that's how business is done in New Mexico and our grassroots movement has been that it is the will of the people and it is the power of the people that the people have the power today. Okay, one quick question before we run out of time here. What is the walk away movement? So the walk away movement, uh, not to be confused with hashtag walk away because we got in trouble with the little executive director from Florida. But what we're saying is that people need to walk away from the Democratic Party of the great state of New Mexico. If you feel after you've evaluated things that it does not fall in line with your value system. In other words, if you are for late term abortion, you are a Democrat. If you are for the taking of guns, you are a Democrat. If you are for taxing the public beyond affordability, then you are a Democrat. If you're for socialism, if you are for open borders, you're a Democrat. But if you are not any of those things and don't appreciate your taxpayer dollars being spent on them, then you are not a Democrat. And you should walk away. You should run away. 
and vote red. Turn New Mexico red for a change. The corruption here has been rampant way too long. And every time you mention it to a New Mexico politician in office, like Secretary of State, they will tell you that's how business is done in New Mexico. Well, we're sick of it. We're sick and tired of it. It's up to us as people to make sure there's a change. So beyond being a Democrat, Republican, Independent, or Libertarian, or Green Party, or whatever party, we're asking you to act in the best interest of New Mexico, of New Mexicans, and of your family. And number 45, President Donald Trump, he's all right. You don't got to love him. But we got to recognize what he's done. The farm bill, for instance, moved New Mexico to produce hemp for the first time ever, thanks to President Trump. Again, beyond Twitter, beyond all the fake news back and forth and Russia, 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 and the Mueller report and the impeachment and all of this, listen to what this man is saying. He joined a pro-life march, first time ever, I believe, a, a president of the United States has. He's saying that it's a life issue because it's about quality of life. From birth. And don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. He tells you right up that the socialists are not after him. They're after you. They're after me and you. He's just in the way. I'm talking with Dinah and Stella. And if you like what they're talking about and you want to hear more, they do a program on KIVA. If you're in the Albuquerque area, 1600 AM, 93.7 FM, 530 on Saturday evenings. Right? Yes, yes. And you can find us on Facebook at Dinah and Stella, No One's Safe. We're getting the rest of our social media and website and stuff up. But follow us and get involved. Okay. Well, I appreciate you coming into Inside New Mexico. Thank you for having us. God bless you, New Mexico. I will be talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce, in our next segment. I hope you'll stay tuned to Inside New Mexico. Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and with me on the phone, on assignment for the Republican Party of New Mexico, we have our chairman, Steve Pierce. Steve? Hey, it's good to be with you. We are more excited every day. I tell you, the impeachment hearings are not having the effect that Democrats want. You can see that they don't really have anything to convict the president of. There's no real crime. There's no high crimes or misdemeanor involved, which is what the Constitution calls for. They just want the time in front of the camera to demonize the president, hoping that they can ruin his poll numbers, that he will somehow slip in popularity. If you contrast that with what's actually happening, this new Republican in New Jersey, he was a Democrat in Congress. He changed his registration. He said last week that over 100,000 people have applied to hear President Trump when he comes into New Jersey. That's a heavy blue state. That's an area that Republicans don't win much. It's much like New Mexico. And yet 100,000 people have said, we want to go hear the president. The turnout is amazing. And so these impeachment hearings are just a sham. And people understand that. They see the same thing repeated over and over and over again, as if by repetition, the falsehood will somehow become true. I think the president's team is going to do a very good job defending him. I even am seeing reports that several Democrats are now convinced that 
they can't vote for anything except acquittal, that there's nothing there to be convicted of. I have a theory. I'll run by you. You remember in the 2016 election, Bernie Sanders was starting to get some traction, and you know the Democrat Party really wanted Hillary to be the nominee. So they kind of sabotaged him, and he kind of, as a good soldier, fell on his sword for the party. So here he is again, and I think Biden is the guy they really want to win this time, Joe Biden. And so by delaying the articles of impeachment to the Senate held it up so that all the senators running for president, including Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, all are uh, stuck in the Senate and can't be in Iowa getting ready for that. It's just my thought, but could it be? There is uh, some credibility to what you're saying. Of course, we can never get into the minds of exactly what the structural part of the Democrat Party is thinking about, but certainly they are keeping senators away from Iowa and New Hampshire at a very critical time. Those caucuses are coming up in the very near future, and Bernie Sanders is. He is skyrocketing right now, and he's becoming the choice of the Democrat Party, much like he was in 2016. You will remember back then that they had to use the superdelegates to take the convention away from him, that he would have been the nominee. But like he said, they didn't want him. They wanted Hillary. Many in his camp felt like that he had the thing stolen from him at that point, and so they really had to be calmed down. I don't think they can be talked down this time. You're seeing some of the very radical elements that have said that if Trump is elected again, that there's going to be mayhem in the streets, that there's going to be burning, there's going to be looting. But the idea that they are trying to keep him from becoming the nominee seems a very plausible reason that Nancy Pelosi delayed. President Trump has gotten some significant trade deals passed. The USMCA with Mexico and Canada and the trade deal with China. These are not only good deals for America, but also for New Mexico. And the big deal is that China has committed to buy so many hundred billions of dollars of U.S. products, including $50 billion of new agriculture products. That has the potential to benefit New Mexico in a great way. And so the big thing that I saw Stephen Mnuchin announce, and I know Stephen Mnuchin, he's the Treasury Secretary, and I know him personally. It was my committee that worked very closely with him in the Terrorism and Illicit Finance, the TIF subcommittee that I chaired. He was the one that managed that. And he said there is a conflict resolution mechanism that will work and will be used if either side attempts to break the deals of this first phase of the trade agreement with China. Now, when he says that it'll work, I absolutely believe it because I've seen him in action. So that's a huge thing, this step forward that he's making. Then, meanwhile, Trump is already moving to expand the trade under this USMCA deal that was now passed by the Senate. If you remember, it was passed by the House the day that Nancy Pelosi announced the impeachment yeah. resolution. Timing is trying to give her, Yes, he's trying to give her conservative members some cover for voting for the impeachment resolution. So the trade is moving in fabulous way. But, you know, with all of that, I just think that the president stunned the nation. He's the first president ever to address the March for Life. And I would encourage people to go on. There's a, a web page called Students for Life. The Students for Life have a 57-second video where they time-lapse the crowd arriving. And so it starts with just a trickle, and it comes this horde, horde of people and this, they wanted to show the, the tens and tens and hundreds of thousands of people that showed up for the march, and it's 57 seconds, very fast time-lapse photography showing that crowd building there on the mall, and the president addressed them one-on-one. Now, last Thursday night, I had the opportunity to hear him live. I've heard him many times, and when he gets in a setting without the press, 
He relaxes. He talked for an hour and 20 minutes. The Secret Service told us it would be 20 minutes, no more, that he was walking out. And an hour and 20 later, he had just chatted with us as friends, talking about behind the scenes the night that they took out this terrorist leader or that one. He talked behind the scenes, even on election night in 2016, and the best advisors calling him and telling him that he would not win. And he told his wife, Melania, that they had told him that they weren't going to win. And so they had settled into that. And then the news started coming out that, wait, there's an opportunity. And about the time the the network news started saying that this thing is still not locked up for Hillary, his team came down and said there's a pathway to victory. And so that was just really a humble experience with him sharing with these inside Republican gathering. That's the RNC, the Republican National Committee, and their winter meeting. And it was held in uh, Doral, Florida. And then to see that while all of this is playing out nationally and while he's making this appearance on the live march, the numbers come out on immigration that because people are having to wait in another country, that executive order that said they have to wait there, then people are saying, wait, I wanted to wait in the U.S. where I could maybe get away and they would never call me back. And now the numbers are plummeting. And that's what legal immigration does. It causes people to come here who follow the rules and if you don't qualify if you've got some disease that doesn't make you qualified if you have a criminal record then uh, you technically are not supposed to come here so the president continues to perform as president and i think that's the most powerful testimony he could give during these impeachment hearings the president is saying i'm still going to carry on the duties no matter what the other side is doing we're still going to function as the president of the united states We're going to make changes in all of our policies. We're going to make changes that are good for the U.S. and good for the people of the U.S. Well, Derek, it's been a great show, so keep up the great work. Thanks for all you do. Well, thank you, Steve. And for folks listening who are interested in getting involved in the Republican Party, you can go to their brand-new website at www.gopnm.org. You can get the latest news, upcoming events, information about our elected officials, voter resources, and all kinds of important, useful information about the party and its mission. You can also find nominating petitions for the judicial candidates on the homepage. Follow the instructions on how to sign and return them. You can also listen to this program on the website and go to the party's Facebook page. Check out what's going on in the party's Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. And we also want to remind our listeners that the Republican Party is always looking for volunteers to help with their mission to win New Mexico for President Trump and to turn the roundhouse red. You can call the party headquarters at 505-298-3662. That's 298-3662. I'm Derek Underhill looking forward to visiting with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.